Real talk recognizes real talk. How y'all doing? It's New Year's, and we're about to jump right in with my first guest of the new year, the Tina Johnson. I'm going to um, have the Tina Johnson tell you exactly who she is with a question that comes straight out of Black Panther. Are you ready, the Tina Johnson? I'm ready. Who are you? Well, that's a complex question. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, who am I outside of being a personal trainer, a fitness and lifestyle coach? I am a passionate person. Um, I am a helper. So I know that one of my spiritual gifts is to help people. Um, I'm a goal-oriented person. I'm a self-motivated person. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I can be a doubtful, a doubtful person, but I am able to, because I'm self-motivated, I'm able to pull myself out of that self-doubt and turn not-so-good situations into fantastic situations. Mm-hmm. I'm physically fit. Um, I'm mentally strong. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the gist of who I am. Very good. <laughs> We really appreciate that because that encompassed a lot of things right there. Um, a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, just reviewing that, we can touch on things that help us in our daily lives. And that's what um, Real Talk is about. We really are, are here to help people and inspire them with our own personal stories, our own personal experiences, um, and how we got, we got help along the way, too. So... Just to be um, transparent with the audience, um, the Tina Johnson and I have already talked and we gleaned out a few things from her background that I really want to make sure gets um, put out there for the general audience and for like our friends and family uh, particularly. Um, the Tina Johnson has this saying called, uh, that goes, winning at life. So. Tina, could you expound on that a little bit for us? Winning at life. I mean, it's a long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a long story. It's something that I kind of developed, like my mantra when I was in my late thirties. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always known that I had an exceptional type of quality. I never wanted to be average. Um, something about being average and there's nothing wrong with some people just you know wanting to kind of coast through life and be one of the numbers mm-hmm. um be in the rat, rat race but i i always knew i wanted to be something more than that um so the short version of winning at life is doing something that's productive in your life and helping other people mm-hmm. um be productive in theirs mm-hmm. um but it, 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 it's much deeper than that. Do you want me to tell you all about that? <laughs> so, <laughs> for the listening audience, again, we talked a little bit about this, and where I have written on my notes, winning at life, there's a lot of stuff. I have an arrow going down, maybe about four or five lines, to where it says childhood. So, if you want to yeah. go back to there a little bit, because there were some pertinent things that happened. I'm going to let you tell your own story, but go right ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
So when when I kind of put this story together, um, and it's it's my life, so it's nothing that's made up. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll understand a little bit more of what winning at life means, and it mm-hmm. means something different to everyone. So just my personal story. I grew up um, in a household with a mother and a father, mm-hmm. and they were abusive to one to one another, physically, mentally, verbally, emotionally. Um, very abusive. Uh, they did not know how to communicate with each other in a civilized way. Um, and I witnessed all that. I was an only child, so I had really no one to kind of lean on, uh, lean on to, to cry to. And um, at an early age, I knew that this is not normal. This can't be how people live, you know, and this is, they're not happy. People are designed to be happy. And so I kind of decided, you know, the more time I spend away from home, the happier I will be. So I don't have to be part of this chaos. So at five years old, I started to um, run. I joined a jogging club in elementary school. I ran before uh, school started. My mom actually looked at me, and I remember this to this day at five years old. She said, you really want to wake up early and run around a field before you go to school? I said, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Seriously, I I want to. And running was my first love. Um, Then throughout elementary school, middle school, I took up basketball, cheerleading. I started running track. I also played softball for one season. I wasn't good at it. So I was like, let me redirect myself into something that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I did all these things to be happy, to find some happiness, you know, as a child. Mm-hmm. And um, through all of that, you know, seeing your parents just be chaotic <laughs> the majority of the time. Um, sleeping with um, dressers on, you know, barricaded myself into my room with a dresser pulled across the door, Mm -hmm. um, sleeping in closets, Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of find like safety, kind of hiding, that type Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. To where, you know, I'm seeing my, you know, my father take an axe to chop down a door. Mm. Wow. my mom. Wow. It's very traumatic. That's traumatic. Yes, Um, it is. Or seeing, you know, um, my mom running out of the house because she got stabbed in her hand. Wow. Um, and mm. I'm just thinking, what's happening now? Mm. And so, so now, as you can see, I'm saying all these things because fitness was my way to cope with life, my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I ran track in, in, um, in college. My mom actually was the forerunner for me on that. She determined, like, you have to go to school. You have to make good grades. I want you to go to college. So she was able to here a track scholarship for me and again fitness was a way for me to control something some part of my life um yes (laughs) and so you know that's really you know the the version of my childhood growing up and i didn't mention this to you ricky but i you know because i'm led to say it Uh um i too was in a, a abusive relationship Mm-hmm. Okay. mentally and physically mm-hmm. and this is where a point where this was the first I didn't really realize it until I became like 30 something mm-hmm. this was the first point in my life that I felt like I was losing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. now I am here a teenager in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. with someone I don't know how to get out of and I actually tried to commit suicide mm-hmm. and um, you know coming mm-hmm. to that point realizing like wow this is not what my life is supposed to be mm-hmm. after I realized I'm still here mm-hmm. um you know, I realized this is not what my life was supposed to be. And I, I decided at that point I had to dig myself out of a hole, hole 
again, me being very self-motivated, I was like, I have to do more with my life. There's more for me to do. God did not save my life mm-hmm. um, for me to just right. live here and, and do nothing to help other people. Right, right. Um, so I got out of that relationship um, mm. and I graduated college, all of that. I was the captain of my um, track and field team at, at BCU. I graduated college with a C equals degree, Ricky. I was trying to get out of there. <laughs> um, but I got out and I got my bachelor's degree. Yeah. And shortly after that, I got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started, you know, we're married for five years. Then we had children, mm-hmm. taking care of my husband, taking care of my kids. Mm-hmm. I started a daycare um, because I did not want to go to work every day. I was working as a clinical laboratory scientist when I had my first child. And I just realized, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I was working a cancer lab. Right. And granted, a lot of people beat cancer, but there's a whole lot of people that don't. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was emotionally draining. Uh-huh. And I just decided I can't do this for the rest of my life, walking into a job that I don't like, that I don't love. I don't want to wake up every morning dreading going to where I'm going. Right. For me, that was not winning. So mm-hmm. I, after I had my first daughter, I came home from um, working and retired from the medical field. Mm-hmm. And I started daycare. Kids in motion. Kids in motion, right? Kids in motion. Kids in motion was the name of the daycare. And mm-hmm. I was determined that we were going to be physically active. Mm-hmm. We were going to have fun every day. Mm-hmm. Kids were going to leave my house because it was in my house. I had a family day home. And mm-hmm. people were going to leave, uh, kids were going to leave with grass stains on their jeans. Mm-hmm. That's right. how fun and how productive it was going to be. And everyone was going to learn how to read mm-hmm. before they left and all of that. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, I was taking care of everybody else. Uh-huh. So at this point, mm-hmm. I had been I had a daycare for about twelve years, mm-hmm. and I was taking care of everybody else, taking care of my family, other people's children. Sometimes I had to take care of those parents because the parents are having newborns and they don't know what to do. So they're calling me after hours, like, "What does this cry mean? Listen to my mm-hmm. child." Mm-hmm. And so I'm helping them in that aspect. Mm-hmm come back in three months we recheck you and my numbers were normal mm-hmm. okay and she said i'm happy that you got everything normal you did exactly what i asked you to do now guess what you have to do and i said i gotta keep doing this <laughs> she said yes, yes you do you have to keep doing it you've now created a little lifestyle change mm-hmm. and yep. you can't go back to what you were doing because you will be on medication team and you will have diabetes you will you know yeah. and so i said okay uh-huh. yeah Wow. And um, at that moment, mm-hmm. you know, I really felt like, okay, I'm in control mm-hmm. again of my life. I'm doing what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, at that point, I, I kind of got addicted to fitness again. I said, man, I kind of like this. You know, yeah. I like the way I feel. I like the way I look. I didn't really realize how tired and stressed out I was uh-huh. until I started eating better and exercising and finding ways to decompress. Uh-huh. And um, so I hired a trainer for the very first time in life. I had mm-hmm. always had coaches. Mm-hmm. and everything but I said you know if I have a trainer to push me I think I can get this last you know five to eight pounds off mm-hmm. that I wanted to get off Right. and um, so I hired a trainer and I walked in and I said I'm here I want to get this extra weight off um, that I'm still carrying around my midsection I'm going to be here for three months tell me exactly what to do and I paid up front mm-hmm. and I never looked back uh-huh. <laughs> I never looked back <sighs> Real Talk recognizes Real Talk we're here with Lee Tina Johnson my coach for the oh, Richmond OCB um, bodybuilding 
a competition that was recently held in Hopewell. Uh, what was it? December the 12th. Um, Tina helped me out very, very well. And I must say, um, looking at my notes, you are telling your story exactly how you gave it to me <laughs> in my notes. I like it. Uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know, this is your life. You know exactly what happened along the way. Um, and you're at like the lifestyle change point now where you talked yeah. about the pageant and fitness and, you know, getting a mm -hmm. coach and stuff like that. Um, so what would you say to those who are not self-motivated is what we have here in brackets right at that point to give the people a little you know, more something. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what I would say to somebody who is not self-motivated is mm -hmm. to connect with someone who is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Find someone that you trust. Find, find someone that um, that you feel is, is more self-motivated than you and mm -hmm. that you trust them. So maybe somebody that you look up to or someone that you admire. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to, you know, and if you think about hiring a personal trainer or getting a, a wellness coach, you have to have a connection with that person. Every trainer mm -hmm. is not for every client and vice versa. Every client mm -hmm. is not going to be um, the best fit for a trainer. So you've got to make sure you have a connection with that person. Mm -hmm. And if it's like a, a best friend that you know is maybe a little bit more self-motivated than you, you have an accountability partner say, you know, I'm going to, they don't have to have the same goal as you, but say, mm -hmm. you know, you have an accountability partner and say, hey, is it okay if I call you once a week just mm -hmm. to check in with you? It might sound silly and say, hey, on Monday, I ran for 30 minutes. On Tuesday, I took yoga. On Wednesday, I went swimming. On Thursday, I had a cycle class. Friday, I rested. And today, I'm having a, you know, picnic in the park with my family. Mm -hmm. Just to have someone to be accountable to. Yeah. Um, and if you're not comfortable with that, what I had to do a couple times prepping for a show even, Mm -hmm. I wrote a journal. I journaled mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. I journaled yeah. everything that I put in my mouth as far as food because mm -hmm. I would say nutrition is the hardest part to master. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And you don't. Ha and when I say nutrition, I use that word because it's about nutrition. It's not about dieting. Yeah. Um, dieting yeah. is a negative term. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I always kind of use the word nutrition because you have nutrition where you're making a good choice, mm -hmm. and then you have nutrition where you're making a better choice. Uh, so your good choice might be something that tastes good to you. Mm -hmm. Your better choice might be something that has more vitamins and nutrients in it. Right. So like, for instance, when I, when I um, coach clients and I say, okay, you want to eat, um, I don't know, what, what, what do I say? When they say, okay, I, I usually ask them, so what, what food do you feel like you can't live without? And someone says, I can't live without French fries from McDonald's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can't live without French fries from McDonald's. Can we maybe have French fries on a day that you work out really, really hard coming down and get a small one? Mm -hmm. And then maybe the next week you feel like you love fries. Can maybe we can just switch that and substitute for sweet potato fries when you go out with your family? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's a better choice. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, somebody who's not as self motivated, find someone that is that you can connect to. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we um we starting to go into your. Uh, the quote from Ayana Van Zandt. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you want to go ahead? <laughs> sure. I'm just here to refresh um, your memory. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. It's the, this quote that I saw, you know, I spent a lot of time on Instagram and YouTube learning things, um, mm -hmm. learning people's personalities. How can I coach someone better? How mm -hmm. can I, you know, find motivation for myself as well? Mm -hmm. And so I came across, across this quote 
um, it really hit home with me because this is something that I was doing, you know, when I felt like I was kind of losing it life, um, or not winning the way I wanted to. And Ayanna Van Zandt was uh, interviewed by Oprah. And the, the short version of it is that she said, you know, when you're helping others, you have to make sure that you are pouring from a cup that is overflowing. You cannot pour from a cup that is full or a cup that is half full or empty. Let's say, can uh, we can we hear that again? Can you say that again? <laughs> she said, when you're helping people and helping uh-huh. other people, you have to pour from a cup that is overflowing. Mm-hmm. So you think about a cup that's overflowing. You have more than enough to give, and you still have something for yourself. Mm-hmm. And another example is, you think about, you know, you're you're in a plane, and they give you the instructions in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. make sure you take care of yourself first before you can take care of others. Right. And I was kind of in the reverse of that when in my 20s and early 30s. I was taking care of everybody else and not taking care of myself. And I feel like a lot of mothers, especially wives and mothers, they tend to put themselves on the back burner. Mm-hmm. When I'll be honest with you, Eric, I feel like mothers have a very, very important role. Wives have a very important role mm-hmm. and they nurture uh-huh. and they help and take care of people. Yeah, yeah. And if they haven't taken care of their self first, mm-hmm. they really can't be as productive as they need to be to the people around them that really need them. Right. And um, so I always let, especially moms, women know it is okay to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. It is okay to make time to exercise. Right. It is okay if you want to go and have a day off and go to the spa or mm-hmm. what have you, mm-hmm. because you need a break. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of yourself. And sometimes your kids need a break from you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I realized that as, yeah. as being a daycare provider, uh-huh. kids enjoy being away from their parents sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we should be able to have that time. And what I, what I made my time, my knee time, when I knew I had to get my health back in order, I just said, hey, I can't feel guilty for not being here in mm-hmm. the afternoon when my kids have, um, you know, come home from school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mommy has to go take care of herself. Mommy has to be healthy and fit mm-hmm. and have mental stability to take care of you. And they, they realized that after, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks or months, they were like, you're going back to the gym? Like, yeah, mommy has to go have her me time. Mommy has to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. And now it, it becomes normal for them. Right. And then when I haven't gone to the gym, they'll say, Mom, why haven't you gone to the gym? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you need to, you need to go, mommy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is good stuff. My kids are like that, too. And it rubs off on them. They see it, then you notice, like, it does. they have a habit of working out on their own, too. Okay, look at that. Yeah. Setting a role model, an example, and mm-hmm. that's one thing I've always wanted to do is be a role model for my children. Mm-hmm. I never wanted, and I have two girls. Mm-hmm. Me too. I yep. never yep. ever mm-hmm. wanted them to feel like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, call it vanity or whatever. I never mm-hmm. really wanted them to say, my, "That mom is so cool. I want my mom. I want you to be like that." Mm-hmm. You know, I right. was the best role model for them that yeah. I could. Right, right. Um, and it's important to me for them to see, you know, healthy choices, healthy lifestyle. My youngest daughter, she's almost thirteen. Mm-hmm. She tells me like every other day, she's like, mom, I think I'm vegan. I think maybe I'm vegetarian. I don't like it so much. And she comes in and cooks and makes salads. She packs her lunch. Mm. Well, when we went to school, when they went to school, uh-huh. um, when I went to school on campus, she packed her lunch. I mean, she makes salads. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. <laughs> she's 13 going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty retirement age. <laughs> yeah. No, going on retirement age. Okay, <laughs> old soul. Old soul. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at something else here. 
um, reward in helping others. It's not about the body. It's about the mind. The mind is way more powerful than the body. That's something you said. You want to go into that a little bit? That's another kind of quote that I live by. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like I said, you know, making the best choices is not always easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Working out, uh, being physically fit is not always uh, fun. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it hurts. But, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to put your body under stress and Mm -hmm. afford to change. And when I say stress, I mean sometimes um, physical stress, Mm -hmm. weightlifting or um, cardiovascular Mm -hmm. um, exertion, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. Um, and so something that I use in my classes when I teach groups, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of pu- I push people mm-hmm. in a positive way because, um, again, mm-hmm. like I was a cheerleader, so mm-hmm. I don't do a whole lot of cursing people out during boot camp, that type of thing, but <laughs> I, use, I use positive reinforcement. Uh-huh. So ahead, yes. We're doing burpees for one minute. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, this is the point where you got to tell yourself, you got to tell your body you can do this because your mind is always going to be stronger than your body. Your body's going to mm-hmm. want to quit, uh-huh. but your mind has to be stronger and say, I'm not quitting. Yeah. And so even something as simple for me is I didn't want to eat oatmeal every day, but I had to <laughs> say it. Okay. I'm going to eat this because my body needs this. So yeah. I just had to redirect my thinking, change mm-hmm. my, my taste buds a little bit uh-huh. and just go for it. There you go. go for it. And some days there were chicory notes. I like Cheerios too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like you said that you said that about the oatmeal because I have a client. They're gonna listen to this. I'm not gonna say your name, but you're listening now. And we've been talking about oatmeal for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It has so many yeah. good yeah. benefits to it. Yes. You know? Yes indeed. It does. We're eating for optimal health. Mm-hmm. We're eating to live. Right. We're eating for optimal health. We're not mm-hmm. always eating for taste and for comfort. Exactly. There are times for that, but it should be every day. <laughs> That's right. There we go. Yes, yes. Um, I got a couple more things here. Let's see. You take your pick. Interesting people you've met during your career. What's coming up? Um, ooh, learn to say no a lot. <laughs> Help as many people as possible. So, um, go with interesting people you've met along the way. I got a little note here about TFAB Fit, but I'll leave that to you. Yeah. Go ahead. We got. We've only been going for about a good 30 minutes or so. we got time. Okay, go, great. Go ahead. Um, interesting people that I've met along the way, just in my fitness journey, as becoming a, um, a personal trainer, a professional fitness athlete. I'm a, a professional fitness athlete in bodybuilding. My category is bikini and also competing in figure. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would say it's not necessarily, I think when people say interesting, they might think, in their mind, Jamin. Okay, right, it. right. Um, mm-hmm. It's more about, say it again, Ricky? No, go ahead. I, I'm agreeing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's more about the energy that I feel from people. Right. Um, there right. are several people through my fitness journey, through, even through when I used to be a, a run ambassador for Black Girls Run, mm-hmm. J.L. Alexander, um, amazing quality um, mm-hmm. as a woman, Mm-hmm. Um, a you know full figured woman, just mm-hmm. completely healthy, strong, mm-hmm. fit, very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, who else that I've met? Um, what you mentioned, Tfab Fit. That is her Instagram name. Right. Her name is Trisha Floyd. Trisha, right, yeah. um, I mm-hmm. saw her 
with a local trainer here in Richmond at a gym um, that we both went to. And I just kept looking at her every time she would come in. She might will come in, I think, maybe like once a week. Uh-huh. And I just kept looking at her. And I was like, something special about that lady. I don't know what it is. Uh-huh. And she was training with a group. But it something about her energy just kind of uh-huh. captivated me. Yeah, yeah. There's something special about her. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, a couple of times I, I saw her lifting weights. And I'm like, mm-hmm. she's strong. Mm-hmm. And this was before she became a world record powerlifter. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I went up to her one day I just said man you're so strong and she was like thank you mm-hmm. and then something about that energy led us into she asked me to coach her her very first bodybuilding show mm-hmm. we found out mm-hmm. that we both you know own daycares um, oh. you know we're sitting there talking we both have you know she has a daughter I have two daughters mm-hmm. um, and we both ran track. So I knew now, now you know talking to her I was like okay there was a fact that energy I know I know it now yeah. and um she won her very first show and went pro on the very first time. It's a very rare occurrence. It does happen. There are wow. there are exceptions. Which uh-huh. production. Wow. And, um, mm-hmm. We just became, you know, sisters. And I, you know, when we when she won that show, mm-hmm. I hugged her and I was like, God did this. God yeah. did this. And yeah. we've always we always <laughs> glorify God in everything that we do. Yeah. Um, and mention that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some other interesting people that I've met. Uh, there's so many. There's so many, but it's mostly about the energies that I met. You, Ricky, somebody that I've met, and I used to babysit <laughs> your children. Right, you used to babysit my kids, yes. <laughs> yes. Your girls. My girls, and, yes, um, man. You know, yeah. Just being, being part of your fitness journey um, mm-hmm. was is an honor to me, you know, because Thank I know you. that you have been in the fitness game and the industry for longer than I have, and you have so much more knowledge and expertise. And for you to trust me to coach you, I mean, it's amazing when I tell people, I said, look at this guy. They're like, there's Ricky Martin. I'm like, yeah, now, yeah. Um, for show and um, there's just so, there's just so many different interesting people, um, young, mm-hmm. younger, older women, men. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of older clients too that, you know, Number one, like I would say, one group that I train over at Salisbury Country Club, mm-hmm. I would say the average age in that group is about 52. Mm-hmm. And they're the, what, they're the strongest group I've ever trained. When I say strong, I mean determined. Mm-hmm. They never complain about anything I give them. Mm-hmm. They're always going to try the advanced move, even if, you know, it's something that's new to them. Right. Um, and they and I say, well, how are y'all so strong? And they're like, well, we've been doing this our whole life. Mm-hmm. This is just our life. Right. And we don't know anything else. We can't right. stop. Yeah. And I thought that that was interesting because right. different cultures, mm-hmm. uh, people have, um, mm-hmm. they, they think differently. Yeah. And so yeah. that was something that's interesting to me as well. Yeah. And in their 50s, that's, that tells a lot. They've been training for oh, a yeah. while. And in their 50s, so they, by the time they're in their 60s, they're still going to be going. <laughs> that's they good stuff. like you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they will. <laughs> I was training hard was in my fifties too. I was going in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no reason I why it's not. I always say that fitness is the fountain of youth. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is, man. We're designed to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. your body's designed to move. It's mm-hmm. easier to stay in shape than it is to get in shape. But exactly, anything is possible. You know, mm-hmm. if you're out of shape now, and I say this to the to the, list, to the listeners, if you feel like you're out of shape. Mm-hmm. Or your health is not optimal, or you know you're in a poor condition right now. Mm-hmm. It's really about a decision. 
It's all about making a good decision. Exactly. One day at a time, Mm -hmm. one hour at a time, one Mm -hmm. meal at a time, one workout at a time. Yeah. Making the best decision. Yeah. That's really what it is. And if you have children, Mm -hmm. you have to know they're watching everything you're doing. Right. Say that. Yes. That's an amen corner right there. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely so. Yeah. So what's coming up? What is coming up? What's the goals? What's the things happening that you want your listeners to know about and promote for you and get on board with you on? Or what's your goals? Well, I'm believing God. Mm-hmm. I'm believing God that 2021 is going to be way better than 2020 mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I kind of backtracked this year. It, it got me out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. for sure. Um, had to think about different ways to do things. Mm-hmm. And so that leads into 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a lot more training virtually. Mm-hmm. I have a group that I'm uh, training in Chicago for bodybuilding. I'll be training uh, female athletes for posing and stage presentation mm-hmm. in Chicago virtually if there's enough of them. And another show um, in, a, in the OCB organization in Chicago, I'll probably fly out there mm-hmm. um, to meet some of my athletes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a show that I'm promoting uh, September 18th, 2021 in Roanoke, Virginia called the OCB Roanoke Star. Okay, we'll make sure to have a link. And a lot of people We'll make sure to have a link in the. We're going to make sure to have a link to that um, with the podcast. Okay. We put it up. Uh huh. Go ahead. We'll have a link to that. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my long, well, I won't say long term goal, but a short term goal. Within the next five years, I plan to own a personal training studio mm-hmm. here in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. And um, tomorrow, mm-hmm. my website is going to launch. Hey, hey. So my website is. Uh-huh. Yes. Good. My website is the. TinaJohnson.com. So T H E T I N A J O H N S O N.com. And it will launch tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, there you're going to find information about who I am, what I do, um, the type of training style that I have. And um, I'm, excited. I'm really excited about that. It's been a work in progress, something yeah. that I am very proud of. That's good. That's good. And uh, I'm just going to take over in 2021, help as many people as I can. You know, you've heard the term um, living the dash, you know, in your Mm -hmm. lifetime. I was born in 1977. Okay. Uh-huh. And so now, right now I'm living the, I'm living the dash. Mm. So my dash is just about helping as many people win at life Uh as possible until until let's put that let's put it that way until uh-huh. yep so. you just quoted your last line helping as many people as possible look at that wow <laughs> <laughs> I either take good notes or you just know yourself that well or both or something like that I know, I know myself <laughs> yes it's a work in progress I yes. really know myself until probably about 35 anyway okay yeah yeah <laughs> that is good stuff man so I'm thinking here um since we have your website information, um, hmm, and you mentioned some people that I probably should reach out to to get them on. Okay. Um, what is it? Trisha is has already agreed to yep, come on. Trisha. Yep. So. Uh, Sully Sullivan, we talked about that. Yep, Sully. Uh huh. Yes, yeah, sure did. Sure did. Um, real talk recognizes real talk. 
which essentially means that we recognize real people, authentic people, and are drawn to them. Um, that which is likened to itself is drawn. You know, you, when people say, oh, I resonate with that. I can feel that. Um, that's what we're about. That we, we want to try to facilitate that, make that happen more. Um, and everybody is not for everybody. But I have a feeling mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, you have a heart of love, you have a, a heart of acceptance, and you recognize real talk. And this is re- re- resonating with you, too. So before we close, I'm going to ask uh, the Tina Johnson if she wants to give us, you know, one more word, encouragement, any more information, maybe on her heart. Let the spirit lead you. I mean, I feel like I've said it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just, for the listeners, just think about what your life looks like if you could honestly say, I'm winning at life. Mm-hmm. What does that look like to you? Mm-hmm. Are you, let's just put it as a weight loss thing. Mm-hmm. Are, have you lost 50 pounds and now you're winning at life? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a good relationship with your spouse or your children? Mm-hmm. And now you're winning at life. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have that? Do you have that dream job or that dream business that you always wanted to have? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and now you're winning at life. Or mm-hmm. are you stuck somewhere? Are you mm-hmm. stuck in a relationship you don't want to be in? Are you mm-hmm. stuck with an extra hundred pounds or mm-hmm. um, of weight on you? Are you stuck with a disease that actually you can reverse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a you big know, one. and do you mm-hmm. feel like you're losing at life right now? Mm-hmm. Just know that you have a choice to win. You do have a choice. We all have choices. It's all about making the best choice. Um, I do want to put out there that my social media handle mm-hmm. on Instagram, I'm at the T-H-E underscore Tina Johnson. On Facebook, I have a public page, a fan page, the Tina Johnson. My website, again, is thetinajohnson.com. And mm-hmm. I think that's it. You, if you go to my website, you can find everything there. All right. So, um, Who are you? Raised in Richmond, Virginia. Hey, hey. Represent RVA. That's what we're talking about. All right. Real Talk recognizes Real Talk. We will see you again. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. I just stopped one of the recordings. I started recording on a different thing, too. So I have a lot of good audio. I'm going to go ahead and stop that one. 